Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And what we do here on this podcast is we recommend each other a game. And for seven days, we try it out. We try and play for seven days and then tell you <laughs> how many days of those how seven is. we have played it for. And for the past seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play Fractor. Fractor. <laughs> Fractor. Fractor. With an E. With an E. Yeah. I, my, in, my instinct is to spell it like tractor with an O. My instinct is fracture. Just say fracture. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the photos printed directly on glass that sponsor, sponsor many of the podcasts I listen to. Right. Just because I don't think fractor is an actual word. <laughs> fractor is not a word. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, yeah, there's something really childish about that name. It's like the name, it's like someone's last name I would make up in a story when I was six. Jim Fractor. I feel like this is going to be a recurring theme throughout this review. Uh, but first, Fractor oh, is yes. a game from a independent game studio called 4L Games from Toronto, Canada. How many L's? Four. Ooh. Yeah. Four as in Fractor. What? Uh, <laughs> their, Longevity. Um, this is their first game that they Love. have made longingness mm-hmm. and lotion long press <laughs> <laughs> so this is an independent game studio from toronto canada and this is oh. their first game the statement they've made strong statement to the world and just to repeat fractor is an emotive isometric <laughs> puzzle adventure game set in a mysterious labyrinth of glowing black architecture I mean, all of those are true. Are true. Well, except for the glowing black, I don't think you can actually have a glowing black architecture. Yeah, and you can have glowing elements on black architecture. <laughs> right. Right. That's a wonder. Black is that it doesn't glow. Right. It's what we call an oxymoron, <laughs> or the Brits like to say, oxymoron. Oxymoron. <laughs> No, we do not. I just for the record, state that. So this sounds like quite a pedantic start to an episode. <laughs> on to the good point. <laughs> Let the pedantry continue. Sam, how did you get on with this game? I was really looking forward to it because I felt, you know, it's about time that we had a a game that took itself a little bit seriously. This is such a Sam game. As soon as I opened it, I was like, oh, this is a Sam game. <laughs> Something with a little bit of story to carry it through. You know, I was looking forward to like, you know, lying down on my <laughs> bed during my wind down time and playing a game that really can draw me in into its mysteries as you unfold the story within it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of not the game that did that for me. Dramatic landscapes and shades of grey and eerie and ambient soundtrack and a poetic self-reflective narrative await you? Those were all there, mm-hmm. but it was with such a heavy hand that they pushed all of these things to my face that I was I was forced to just be like, ah, oh, oh, please, that's a little bit too much. <laughs> Yet you were fine with Josephine. Florence. Florence. <laughs> no, with Florence, though, it was, I don't think it took itself that seriously. At least okay. that's not the air I got from it. The aura. The aura. The mystery. To me, my reaction to Florence was similar to this game in that it felt, I want to say pretentious in the in the strict sense of the definition of pretentious, which is kind of having more self-importance than it actually does. He wanted to be like, look at this. I am so poetic. Well, yeah. I'm so deep. I can get that. There are so many emotions. I can definitely see that with... He's a deep pad on screen. <laughs> Fractor. 
with Florence, it was more like the direction was actually good where, you know, it, it got rid of some of the elements at the right moments. It actually knew what kind of game it was, which I think was very important. It <laughs> knew it wanted to be somewhat of a pretentious story and it made you believe in it. This tries to be a little bit too much. Like immediately when I started playing this Fractor game, <laughs> even saying the name Fractor, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fractor. <clears throat> Fractor. Um, yeah, yep, that was not a good start. I feel I was very confused about what control scheme it even wanted to do. Ooh. Right? It starts with an on-screen D-pad and allows you to move the player, but it's not a satisfying form of movement for that player. And the game is set to look like an isometric game like Lara Croft Go, which is a, a very mobile-centric game where you can just tap on screen, or even Monument Valley, you actually just like tap on locations of the screen. It's very simple for the person to move. This, the on-screen D-pad, it was very finicky. Like, it wasn't a good on-screen D-pad. And there's not many of those. Absolutely, yeah. It, if I, I mean, describing this game, if I say to you, black and white cross between Lara Croft Go and Monument Valley, I think you'd be like, oh yeah, I get this right away. Like, I know what that is. Yeah, the controls were infuriating. And I don't even remember how, I don't even remember the controls on Lara Croft Go or Monument Valley. Like it was so right. like, well done that I didn't, don't even remember how you do it. I think you just tap on the screen on Monument Valley and then maybe with Lara Croft Go you can flick you left can to right flick and she's it. on yeah. the grid. You right? can flick it anywhere, I think. Yeah. It just like gets the directional flick. This has a grid for many of the elements, but your character can move completely freely. And then you have this D-pad, which A, you're in an isometric point of view, so it's difficult to get precision oh a bit like that game with the italian Never cuisine racing no because you couldn't get because you wanted precision to know where your character where the car was going well so and the control you can't get it here either because you need yeah. to be like you oh, didn't know place. which direction your character was actually facing and the speed was very annoying like it wasn't fast enough it wasn't slow enough couldn't get it quite right right and so all you did was you kept dragging your finger away from this like centralized point of where the analog stick is supposed to be and you keep moving it to go faster but you're not actually going faster and soon you drag your finger off the screen and you're just like okay the person has stopped moving this is annoying yeah so the first thing you want to do is change the control system to a floating d-pad that was the one i had the most luck with oh there's there an option for it. that oh yes i didn't even realize there was an option screen well as a professional game reviewer i like to look at all screens and consider all the settings <laughs> now who's pretentious <laughs> Oh, it's expected from me. <laughs> I have complete delusions of grandeur. <laughs> uh, yeah, switch to a floating joypad. That made it a lot better. So then you can also use left and right. The first placement of the fixed D-pad is way too close to the side of the screen. My mm. fingers already was going off the side of the screen all the time. So floating D-pad made it slightly better. It made it bearable to move, but then, yeah, moving. I mean, if you can't get that right, it doesn't matter how much of the rest of the game is great or how much beautiful artwork you do if it's frustrating to move your character around yeah then you've got you got bigger problems buddy than right. your glowing black architecture i feel like yeah i feel like there is a general confusion between what this game wanted to be like one it kind of wanted to be this action game where you have to like sneak around the the different shadows oh right? never stop sneaking yeah <laughs> oh yeah um, it kind of had that element to it right but at the same time like it had these puzzle elements that where you're supposed to like touch these devices and lampposts i right. called them <laughs> so maybe maybe we should actually we we jumped right into it but we almost forgot you to describe help yourself with the, irritation the, of the controls. <laughs> right so when the game starts off like you're this you're this girl this hero who opens this box and then this box there's a mirror in it 
Wow, I totally forgot all this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like all this light and shadow comes out of this mirror. And I guess like the whole point of this game is for you to go and collect whatever the light and the shadows are in an effective collect way. Collect light, avoid shadows. Is that it? Yeah. Is it maybe a commentary on how our lives are both black and white, light and dark, and happiness I'm, and sorrow? Yeah, I I was actually very intrigued by the premise because it's it's a very striking game. Like it's it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. Entirely black and white. I mean, yeah. monochromatic. Which but is very true. Yeah, it's getting it to like unravel the story was very tedious for me, and the way that you sort of unravel the story is like I think there are about seven different uh, levels that you need to go through, and each level has about it starts off with two puzzles or two little sections of the map, and then the next level progresses to like five little sections of the map that you need to complete up, and every time you complete it up, you it tells you by like these big pillars that represents each of these levels like sort of lighting up and coming to a close right so i think that stuff was like really well done but yep. when you actually start playing it we mentioned like the, the the tedious nature of all the things like the controls but i also feel like it was confused as whether or not they wanted to be a mobile game or a pc game the the elements that you were supposed to touch on screen was far too small for me to notice <laughs> that those elements were yes. actually movable or workable. Not to mention the portrait versus landscape. Like, I don't understand why this game was in landscape when it could have <laughs> easily have been done in portrait mode. I think just because it's... We probably have that on the on the bad threes for Sam. <laughs> but you are right. Yes. There's yeah. no reason. I feel like Monument Valley got a completely cinematic feel, even if it was in portrait mode. I feel like it was trying to do a lot of stuff. It's almost tried to do too many things. Uh, and it sort of lost itself, like the fractor. <laughs> like the girl lost her joy in and the box the of death. light and darkness all spill out in the universe, and you <laughs> got to go find it. Yeah, it's we well, it want to be Monument Valley in a sort of epic nature, slidey puzzly thing, but it also wants to be Lara Croft Go with its again more focus on puzzles and sliding things, and then it just ended up not being. A particularly compelling version of either right yeah and it's unfortunate because i do see the potential of this story being told effectively right i think it's very intriguing but yeah just too many tedious things for you to get through in order to get the good yeah. stuff yeah i think if i were to be the game god i would say first things first put the movement onto a grid like allow or just allow me to tap on screen where to go and that's where I go. Yeah. This D-pad is not working at all. It's no good. Yeah. It is no good. Make the touch points a lot more obvious when you're rotating these lampposts or dragging things up and down. I think Lara Croft Go actually has like little visual handles, if I remember correctly, on the objects you can interact with. And that has made it delightful because, of course, you have the same problem you have with the touch UI is that you're to move the thing, you have to obscure it with your finger. And if you have to have this thing rotated at 45 degrees, then you can't actually see how far around you've rotated it. So you have to rotate it a little bit. Oh, take your finger off. Oh, no, it snaps back to the previous position because you didn't rotate it enough. All of this just contributes to this feeling of yeah. irritation. Of just, oh, it's I just, just want to this puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it was like tedium. Like there was a lot of points where. I felt, oh, right, I have to do that. And I totally forgot about this thing because it's not innately obvious that I have to do this thing. Right? I even takes you a screenshot. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do in this room? And you're like, oh, you can drag up on these little light grills. Oh, right. It's not obvious. Yeah. So there are some hints in the game. It tries to guide you a little bit mm. 
onboarding was pretty nice, maybe a little bit too uh, too minimal, but you have a little glowing light above your head that illuminates the area around you, and when it pulses, you can tap it to get some kind of hint yeah some kind of words right shall I say. this again is like very confusing because it doesn't explicitly tell you that you need to do it it's more like a poetic riddle of you <laughs> pondering the universe and like <laughs> it reminded me of some <laughs> reminded me of some bull sentence that i would write on my pencil case in high school thinking i was just like oh my god so deep like sometimes the light can lift you up darkness is the worst before the dawn <laughs> <Or> just, <laughs> Ah. Uh, okay, how far did you get in the game, Edwin? I got to door four. Wow. There That's you go. very surprising. <laughs> uh, I got to door three. Mm-hmm. I finished out door two, went into door three. I didn't finish door three. Let me. Uh, I didn't finish door four, I should say. I didn't I finish door three. Got in there. Let's go to the three by threes. Three things good and three things bad. I have no kids, but Sam's a dad. <laughs> uh, I feel like that is very relevant for this episode. <laughs> so let me start this off. Please. It is a very gorgeous game. It is. It's striking. I think the design is impeccable. Uh, the visual design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I cannot agree with that. That was my first thing. I think we we're probably going to have the same good things. Yep, uh, undoubtedly very pretty. Deliberately low contrast, which made me realize... High contrast. Mm, no, I think I'm going to say low contrast, right? Because like in some of the rooms, it's very deliberately dark and you can't see what's around the corner or where the stairs lead, you know? Uh, it just made me realize how many fingerprints I have on my phone. So it made me clean my phone. <laughs> so that was a good point. Uh, another good point is, that, like you said, there was a pretty good progression on like introducing you to some of the elements. It took you one step by one step, slowly unraveling the different elements that's available for you to do, which are a lot of stuff in the game. The pushing, <laughs> the pushing, the sliding, the twisting, the lifting, the running, the hiding. The bopping <laughs> and the springing. Bop it. Bop and spring. Oh, Spring the- it. <laughs> Twist it. Slam it. What was that called? Bop it. Bop it. Okay. (laughs) So names right there in the song. Uh, The sounds and music were great as well. Very moody, very atmospheric. Yeah, turned them right off, but they were great to start with. (laughs) I left it on. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. You do the the sounds things. I just did a podcast. I guess it tries to push the boundaries between art and gaming, and I'm glad it exists. But I just don't want to play it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I feel the potential of the story within it. Like it drew me from that. But just like we'll get into the bad points. But seems like a segue to me. There are bad points. Yeah. So my first bad point, just the general confusion in the control system. Like I feel having both an on-screen D-pad plus you directly manipulating the elements in that with like touching those objects right because right you're moving your character with a joystick but then you're also having to tap on the screen to interact with certain elements yeah i feel like it's two little mindsets right like one is like okay i'm detached from interacting with this world with this on-screen d-pad which i can manipulate the character with but then all of a sudden i need to go in there and actually touch those objects it's just like you know Mm. it's kind of breaking the fourth wall Right, even though it's yeah, right. You want sense, yeah, like yeah. if you've got a D pad, you should have like a push or right. pull or interact button rather than oh, you also just have to touch or yeah. what you want to move. Yep, yeah. we've talked about it before, but yeah, the 
controls are fiddly fiddly AF, as the old people think, <laughs> the young people say. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely try the floating joystick. Uh, I found that better, but yeah, still frustrating. It's it's a cross between Monument Valley, Lara Croft Go, which in theory sounds like it should be great, and I should like it because I really enjoyed both of those games. But it ends up like not having any of the whimsy of uh, Monument Valley, and doesn't really have any of the fun puzzles of Lara Croft Go. So it just ends up kind of a mash of both, but not having the great features of either. And I think they just missed on what makes the puzzles fun or a sense of achievement somehow, because the even the first few level puzzles weren't weren't easy, but they were tedious. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know how to describe why they were tedious. So but my I'm reaction was just like, yeah. But my reaction was like, oh my good god i have to do <laughs> right because <laughs> which i didn't get with lara croft go and arguably that's the kind of the same mechanic and this was probably in like room two like one of the puzzles was that you need to un- <laughs> by room two sam thought uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah because one of the puzzles was you have to put these walls of light on right mm-hmm. you have to turn on these walls of lights which avoids like the shadows to get to you Ooh, the scary shadow men right and immediately, like, one of the things that you notice is that if you can get the shadows to run to those walls of light, they, like, disappear. They, like, fizzle and disappear. The light overcomes the dark. But at the same time, you have a capability of sneaking around the shadows, mm-hmm. right? Like, sneaking quietly. Right. If you don't get within a certain distance, then yeah. they, don't, they leave you alone. Yeah. So that early on in the game, giving you that option of, okay, so do I have to sneak around these things or do I have to like try and get them to kill? Do I have to try to kill them by having them run into the wall of light? Like having that ambiguity and not giving you like a real clear answer of like, oh yeah, this should be solved this way. That earlier on in the game just like built it. I felt it was, okay, this is... This is quite confusing and tedious. Like, <laughs> ah, interesting. And for a mobile game, like I feel you kind of need to set these rules in place in order for you to to try and stuff just try stuff out later rather than like that early on. Yeah, I wonder if this would work better as a as like a as a PC game first, and then and then this be a port to mm. mobile, where maybe that would just sort of prime you for like, oh, this is this was a PC. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe not. I, I, don't know. I don't know. That's that's where I keep thinking, like, would this have really worked as a PC game? And mm. I'm not sure if it did. No. Yeah. Uh, the copy choices on there. I mean, that the name. So let's start with the name. The, the name feels childish. The in-game text is uh, pretty. Dawson's Creek. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to write this song for you. <laughs> but a sphincter cleansing, cleansingly awful. <laughs> Clenchingly, oh yeah, things is far more deep and important. I, I wrote this down. Uh, things is far more deep and important than it is like reading your poetry from high school. <laughs> oh, it's very accurate. I, I wrote the same thing down. It's like it takes itself way too seriously. I'm I'm a sucker. I'm usually a sucker for these things. Like <laughs> no. normally, I was like, oh, I bet Sam is loving this. If people kind of take the choose the light <laughs> and balance with the dark, and you will fulfill your destiny. <laughs> But I think this clearly goes over that threshold. Okay, well, even for Sam. Yeah. <laughs> so, Edwin, how many days have you played this game? I played this for three days. You know, it was beautiful. I wanted to like it, but it just did not stick. And my interest waned after three days. Yeah, my was, um, I'm actually, I was a three day as well. Arguably, it would be four. But I can't count one of those days because I just got really frustrated because <laughs> I actually played the first room 
mm-hmm. on my first go. And then on the second day, opened it up again, thinking that I'd completed, but it, it started from the very beginning. And I was like, what the hell Ooh. is this? Yeah, some of the save points were non existent. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention, it had the same issue of replaying that intro. Oh, boy. Every time you started it. Oh, luckily, I did not experience that. Oh, just like, it wasn't as bad as Golf Club Wasteland. It's not as long as Golf Club Wasteland, but it's still animated the Look word at our logo. fracture. Look at our logo. And then that intro blurb of light and darkness and Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Unbent. Unbowed, the light is proud, unyielding in its way to reach the shadows dark and deep. The light must learn to stray. Is it because of the rhyming? I think it's because of the rhyming. I think it's everything. (laughs) So unfortunately, I don't think I can recommend this game. Yeah, I can't either. I I like that it that it. I can recommend two other games that are that are kind of like this. It exists. Yeah, I will say I'm 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 glad it exists. And many reviews I read online were enjoyed it a lot. I can't recommend it, though, based on these last seven days. Uh, play Lara Croft Go or play Monument Valley. Right. I think those are two better options. If you want to <laughs> feel like there's a meaningful story within games. Play Florence. Try Florence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, for the next seven days, Sam. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. You have, you have a look Time in your eye. You have a little twinkle in your eye. Sam, you have seven days to play Furista's Cat Cafe. Oh, no. <laughs> Adopt cute kittens and bring joy. Furista, like fur as an animal fur. And barista oh, as in coffee purchasing gross. creator. Adopt an assortment of adorable cats. Help your customers find their perfect match and customize your cafe to bring the ultimate joy. Farista's Cats Cafe will capture the personalities of real-life cats and will melt your heart. <laughs> I will try this game out for seven days. I think that's the first time that I've, that I've actually said. <laughs> I am not looking forward to this. <laughs> and you picked ta- my Tamagotchi. <laughs> ah, I had a lot of fun with my Tamagotchi. <laughs> Before we go, things of the week. So I've recently been told to watch this anime called Food Wars, which is supposed to be very good. Is that the one with Gordon Ramsay? No. (laughs) It is the one where um, it's about a cooking competition or like there's cooking involved. But Mm -hmm. this person who apparently makes food so good that it just blows the clothes right off of people. (laughs) But it's supposed to be very entertaining and funny. But... Uh, it's from the makers who made My Hero Academia, I believe, which is supposed to be entertaining as well. So I decided to check it out on a new service called VRV. Have you heard of this? Merv. Have you heard of this? Yes, I think so. I think it, a bunch of the CISO shows went to Verve yeah. when CISO got shut down. So CISO, um, it also has a bunch of cartoon stuff as well. And mm. Crunchyroll is also a part of it. Okay. And with a monthly subscription, you can get a uh, an app where you can download the content, some most of the content onto the phone, which is important for me because I ride the bus. Ah, uh, yes. That bus time. Yeah. It's I good. mean, even like CBS All Direct, all direct Access. <laughs> all Directions. <laughs> and HBO, I can't really use because you can't download it onto mm, your phone. Yep. Right, right, right. But with Verv. You can. You can. So I'm giving it a go and watching My Hero Academia, which is pretty funny and good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of anime, I did start to watch Sword Art Online. Mm, 
on the Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. Which is pretty good. I fell off after seven or eight episodes, but I might pick that up again. Okay. But I do have a bonus thing of the week, okay. because when I was not playing Fractor, which was most of the week, oh boy, someone told me about Toy Blast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why is- did you not recommend this, rather than Farista's Cat Cafe? <laughs> well, because Farista's Cat Cafe is funnier. And also, let me show you let me show you a screen because I like you, Sam, and I know oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you don't like. This is a this is a Candy Crush clone, right? Your matching blocks, your yep. the whole thing. Um, yep, that game looks gross. <laughs> it's two dots. It's Candy Crush. It's Bejewel Blitz. Oh, this is those. This is exactly one of those games where you see in the ads, like, "Hey, try it out right now." <laughs> right. But can I say, it did not work on me because I did not see it in an ad. This was a personal recommendation. You know what? Just for scratching that itch of like, hey, I have five minutes. I need something mindless to do. I need to wind down on the subway after work or something. It's pretty great. And it has a very similar mechanic to the match three game in um, My Tamagotchi Friend. Because, you know, the more blocks you match, the more power up you get. So if you match seven blocks, you get the TNT brick, which then blasts six all six blocks around it and you know all the rest of it so i don't think i'll try it out no don't thanks for telling me that it's your thing of the week and that's our show follow us on twitter at seven days to play and i have been updating the instagram at seven days to play with some promos very pretty i like it and don't email us seven days to play